0: you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, remember we were talking on the show about how adults are fueling the toy craze for squishmallows. Mm -hmm. You know, I said that to a friend the other day and she's like, what's that? It's like those puffy animals that look like, you know, just barely ears and tail. It's all kind of all pillow. Well, McDonald's just introduced a new squishmallow McFlurry. It's ice cream blended with pink popping candy and blueberry flavored syrup. Second, did you hear IHOP is celebrating 65 years? That's how long they've been around with five dollar all you can eat pancakes now through August 27th. I
1: remember going to IHOP as a kid, and like they they had that little uh, carrier tray of all the syrups. Blew me away. It was just like what they've got like 17 kinds of syrup.
0: <laughs> that's cool. And
1: you'd mix a whole bunch of them together. It was disgusting, but. I guess as a five year old, you're like, yeah, mm.
0: the, the more syrup, the better, right. like Buddy the Elf. And finally, in the world of food, they ask people, what is the recipe for the perfect sandwich? What would you say, Kev?
1: Recipe for the perfect, perfect sandwich. sandwich. If you
0: could make one right now <sighs> out of your fridge.
1: it. You know what? It doesn't really matter what's on it, but I am hooked on this. Uh, Nando's is a uh, uh, in the UK. It's a chicken chain. It's a chicken restaurant. And they have this sauce and it's mm. like a hot mayonnaise. I love Ooh. it. I love it. Doesn't Kinda matter like what Chipotle
0: you, mayonnaise. Doesn't matter. Nah, a little
1: different. A little doesn't different. matter. Doesn't matter what the, It could be turkey, ham, whatever. Ah. But I want the Nando's.
0: Okay, we're gonna have to try that. Well, the survey results were super surprising. Ham and turkey are our favorite meats, and cheddar is the top cheese. But some of the other results seem a little questionable. Cucumbers ranked higher than lettuce as a topping, and the best condiment for a sandwich, they said,
1: Nando's.
0: <laughs> they said in the survey. I'm gonna gag. Ketchup on a Ew, sandwich? What? Ugh! Yeah. Who does that? I don't know. Who does
1: that? My my wife will put ketchup on anything. She'll put ketchup on anything. Yeah. So did so did my her dad. Ketchup on anything. I, I'm just I'm not. A, we always kid in our house. She's a saucy girl, and I'm I'm not a saucy girl. <laughs> That's cute. Because she likes the condiments, and I don't.
0: Can you imagine losing your most prized possession? Coming up, the people who went above and beyond to find it. Hey, have you ever lost something super important to you? A 17-year-old named Emily from Iowa. Iowa, She was on a road trip um, with her a youth group trip to Corpus Christi, Texas with her school choir when she lost her most prized possession. You're probably thinking like, what's so important to a 17-year-old? Well, it's a ring her grandmother gave her with some of her dad's ashes in it. You see, she lost her dad when she was only seven years old. Well, she took it off at the beach, and because she was worried about it falling off in the water, well, it ended up getting thrown out with some trash. And get this, three city workers spent three days sifting through four tons of garbage searching for the ring. They didn't
2: really completely know the story behind the rings either. They just got them. They still went above and
1: beyond to do that.
0: And would you believe they found the ring? Her mom was so thrilled for her daughter. Emily definitely had a guardian angel with her that day.
1: We need to find the precious. <laughs> the ring the is ring. found. Right. What yeah. a great story. Yeah. So the number 2,160, does that have any special meaning to you? It's gonna in a minute. 2,160. Think about that. I'll tell you why it's significant next. This is for the moms. And you know what? A lot of dads too, but it's, it's usually moms that, that are the one that this number 2,160 applies to. Uh, 2,160 is the number of school days average school days in a year times 12 so that's 2160 times that you've said i love you have a great day as your kids get on the bus you drop them off in carpool line and in those 2160 days there's a lot of things that can happen like you're dropping your kid off in carpool line and they let you know as they're getting out the door hey there's no money in my lunch account so you give them that ten dollar bill that You were going to spend treating yourself to a coffee later in the day, the fancy coffee, the really good one that you love, but you gave it to your kid instead. That's 2,160 lunches, outfits. Some of them you're like, oh my gosh, you look so cute. Other ones like you are not leaving the house looking like that. (laughs) 2,160 homeworks, smiles, worries, wins, losses, A plus papers, the occasional D minus when your kid works so hard and they don't understand why they got that grade. I mean, there are a million things that happen in those 2,160 days. But, Mom, you got them through each and every one of them. Maybe you're in the middle. Maybe you're on day 793. Wherever you are, keep up the great work. We see you and appreciate you, Mom. You are knocking it out of the park. And your kids right now, they might not appreciate it. But one day, I promise you, one day they will. So we're talking about 2,160 uh, being the number of days that that most kids have in a, you know, from starting first grade, going through uh, going through 12th grade and that moms are involved in every two thousand one hundred and sixty of those. And, and nobody does it the same way. All moms are totally different. There are some moms that I'm going to teach my kids a lesson. And then there are moms who threaten that, but never do. My wife was the threaten that, but never do uh, <laughs> mom. Like our kids. Here's a great scenario. Um, text mom. I forgot my lunch can can you bring me something? Okay, but this is the last time. Two weeks later, mom, <laughs> I left my homework on my desk. Can you bring it to me? Okay, but this is the last time. So I think Tracy in those 2,160 days had probably about 896, okay, but this is the last times. <laughs> and it was never the last time. She was always ready to spring into action. Eh, some people might be like, no, you shouldn't bail them out. They'll never learn their lesson. But it's the way we did it, and they, they seem okay. I'm no relationship expert. I'm just a guy that's been married for a few years. And uh, here's something I've done for years, probably a couple of decades, actually, um, that if you do this, I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a lasting impact. It's only going to cost you, like, you know what? Go to the dollar store. It's going to cost you two bucks. You go to the do- dollar store. Get yourself a pack of Post-it notes and a Sharpie. Leave your spouse a note every day. That's awesome. every day. Like I leave before my wife wakes up. So like I left her a note on the cabinet today and it says wife of the year, mom of the year, me a lucky guy. One, four, three, Kev. One, four, three means I love you. That's awesome. So I left that for today. Um, I did not know this, but I was looking for something in one of our cabinets the other day. I found Tracy keeps them all. I was
0: just going to ask you if she's kept she's every one of them. She's so got every. I don't sweet. know if she's kept
1: every one of them. There may have been. She's been
0: doing it for like years. There
1: may have been a day or two where she was not happy with me and, and, and <laughs> she threw them away. But
0: not she day. has
1: kept so many of them and they're, Aww, yeah, she's kept them. It's precious. And here's the, here's the point relationships, you know, happily ever after doesn't just happen. It's, I mean, it's happily work ever after. If you want your relationship to be successful, it doesn't just happen. You got to invest in it. You got to think you got to, you know, do those things every day that let your better half know, Hey, we're in this together. You mean a lot to me. You're special to me. And i found those little post-it notes help a ton.
0: Kev, you brought up such a good point about how marriage is just, it's an everyday thing. It's not just grand gestures, but it's one day at a time. So let's uh, talk about that. Yeah, there's somebody I know who's having a big wedding anniversary today. I'll tell you about it in a second. Kev, I love what you shared a minute ago about how you write your wife a post-it note in the kitchen every single day, and she keeps them because it means so much to her. And um, someone who who does the little things like that in their marriage, too, is um, my mother and father-in-law are celebrating 64 years of marriage today. Wow. I can't believe mm. it. They they have the sweetest story. Um, Dorothy's mom said, you've got to be 18 before you can get married. So they got married the day after her 18th birthday. So yesterday mm. was her birthday. Today's her anniversary. And one of the things that Ron does, uh, her husband, all these years later, is especially because she just like, as she's gotten older, she just does not like mornings. It's just like, it's, it's a struggle to get going in the morning. And so he brings her coffee in bed. Wow. And then a lot of him. times he'll bring her breakfast in bed. Now mm. he's the breakfast maker and he's got his little routine. Like one day he makes eggs. One day he makes waffles. One day he makes oatmeal and she's got to feel so loved and so pampered by that. After so many years of cooking dinners for him wow no kidding (laughs) so sweet dogs are absolutely amazing right especially their little personalities Mm. I can't wait to tell you about these dogs that are best friends and what they do to spend time together in just a minute okay so there's a story of a dog that was friends with another dog and this is the cutest thing so darlin is a boxer and chewbarka is a ju- one of those standard poodles, you know, like the big one. It's Chewbarka. a big, fluffy Chewbarka. Isn't that a great name? They get
1: some kind of award. I love it I so much. I know.
0: So, Darlin' likes to play with her next-door neighbor dog, a poodle named Chewbarka. So, every evening at a certain time, Darlin' goes over and basically, like, asks for a play date. Like, oh. They joke that it's knocks on the door. It's it's a little scratch. It's just a little, it doesn't ma- it doesn't ruin the paint. It's just a little <laughs> chick, chick. And you open the door and there's Darlin like looking like with the cocked ear, you know, yeah. like, is is, is she here? Is Chewbarka here? Because we want to play. It's time. <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever. And of course, See, they caught it on video.
1: Now I got to get another dog.
0: Because you got to get a dog
1: named <laughs> Chewbarka. I just want to tell people that this is my dog, Chewbarka. That is the best name ever. I think there is something to that with the dog going to uh, knock on the door, the neighbor or whatever, and say, like, can your doggie come out and play yeah. with me? Um, our, You know, we have five dogs in our house, right? So our dogs are never at a loss for somebody to play with. But our neighbors have a Winnie. Um, she's one of those lab a doodle things. She's just like this fuzzball of love. Um, and they told me that it doesn't matter wh- if any of our dogs go out, she's totally fine. But the second that she gets sight from her her window, that our dog Marco is in the backyard she starts whining and wants to go out. Oh. Even though that's so even though sweet. our yard is fenced in and they're not playing together the second that she sees Marco going out she wants to go out.
0: That is precious. Isn't it? Have you ever let the two of them meet in the yard? Like no, they, they just, never no. they just only through the fence.
1: Maybe we should. Maybe we They're should have a play date one for the day. the day
0: they can be together. Oh, it's a tragic romance.
1: <laughs> so close, yet so Ali, far Only is not
0: Marco committed to Artessa?
1: Watch, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, kinda. Yeah. I guess he's spoken for. But watch, they probably meet, do the little sniff test, and be like, ew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did I think was so great about right. him? <laughs> How would you feel if uh, people referred to you as? A super mom.
1: I'd feel a little weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would. Uh, I know I call women that all the time because, man, you women, all that you do for your family, you really seem like a superhero to me. But a mom named Laura is speaking out saying she doesn't want to be called a super mom. She went on to say that to be the one that everything hinges on, the one who's keeping everything together is way too much pressure and it's unachievable. She said moms put so much pressure on themselves, too, and feel pressure to do everything for their families. But uh, she said that moms should feel empowered to get rest when they need it.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Because it all goes back to if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. (laughs) Sleep-deprived mom is a grumpy mom.
0: Okay, so how did you meet your other half? Coming up, how most relationships start nowadays. How did you meet your other half? Close to half of all relationships these days start with a direct message through social media. Hmm. That's according to a new survey. Of course, they were talking to people who have been on the dating scene in recent years. Still, uh, close to half shows massive impact of social media on new relationships. Other things the survey found, 72% of people said social media has been a cause of conflict either in their current or previous relationship. Close to 80% said they use social media To hard launch or announce their relationship. Hmm. I had a a nephew who just did that, did the little click in a dating relationship. And over half say their partner is often distracted by social media on their cell phone while they're trying to have a conversation with them.
1: Hmm. How'd you meet? Social media. Why'd you break up? Social media. (laughs) (laughs) I always love hearing how couples met. So, how did you and your better half meet? How did you two get together? Was it one of those social media things or maybe a dating app or maybe you did it the old-fashioned way? You met, thought the person was interesting, <laughs> asked him out for coffee or something. How did you two meet? Hey, Marion, it's Kevin and Taylor, and we're swapping stories about how we met our better half. How, how did you two crazy kids get together?
2: Um, so we're from New Jersey. We met at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. Aww. No
1: kidding. Were you like waiting in line or, or how did you two meet? No, uh, we worked.
2: We both work for the amusement park. Oh, I worked okay. in admissions, and he worked in security, and um, we've been together for um, 23 years.
1: So, did he like? He was supposed to be, I don't know, like keeping an eye on the the giant tilt a hurl and instead was hanging out at the admissions spot to be with you.
2: No, he was. No, he was one of the admissions guards.
1: Oh, and, okay. Um, so he he got and, uh, he got paid to hang out with you.
2: Yeah. Um, Ooh. The day the day that we met, was my it was my job to take water to all the security guards. Aww. And we've
0: been together ever since. <laughs> you handed him that bottle Look at that. Water. You're like
1: a cool drink of water, sweetheart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so sweet. Marianne, thank you so much for sharing your love story with us. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Katie, we would love to hear how you met your other half. Oh, actually, you're, you guys are still engaged,
2: huh? Yes, yeah, so we're actually getting married in October of this
1: year. Oh, my wife and I got married in October. Good month to have a wedding.
2: That's what I hear. Like a lot of your family actually has anniversaries in October. So we had to pick a day that wasn't an anniversary of everybody else. A little (laughs) tricky. So how did you guys meet? So we met on January 2nd of 2019. And I only remember because we were on a youth trip. And we were walking with a group of people from our youth group. And I saw him kind of like totter back and just kind of drift back and not want to be with those people anymore, I guess. And I had never met him before. I'd been going to the church for like six months, and I don't know how I'd never met him. And so I walked up and I was like, hey, what's your name? Thinking that he was new or something. Mm -hmm. And so we spent the next couple of days just hanging out and walking around and talking. And after, at the end of the trip, right before we were about to leave, he finally asked for my number. And so I gave it to him. And then like two weeks later, I found him one Sunday and I was like, why didn't you call me? I thought you asked for my number and then you never called and come to find out I typed in my phone number wrong. (laughs) 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 So I made a total fool of myself. Oh no.
1: (laughs) But the Lord Um, meant for you two to be together. So it was overcome. He
2: really did.
1: (laughs) Great story. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. And thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you.
0: Absolutely. Love you guys. So there's no escaping it. Barbie is everywhere. The movie's out. There's pink everywhere. Kev, our friend Kimberly, who used to work here at the radio station, mm-hmm. I saw she had a pickleball-themed Barbie night with all her friends in the community. <laughs> they wear pink skirts and everything. Well, this one is just a little cray-cray. Now, you can be buried in a Barbie casket. <laughs> There is actually a funeral home in Mexico. the the dream coffin, the Barbie dream coffin. I guess so. They said um, at this funeral home in Mexico, they said it's a way for people to, quote, rest like Barbie. (laughs) So it's this hot pink casket, Barbie pink, bubblegum pink with star little stars all around. (laughs) Kev, I cannot wait to find out what in the world is going on with our producer Griffin. He said he has to go to court.
1: Oh, what's going on, Griff? We'll find out next. So, Griff, you gotta go to court. What's going on,
3: buddy? I do, yes. Uh-oh. Dun dun dun. Yeah, the uh I was going driving through a small town the other day, going down a hill. I guess apparently I was going a little too fast.
0: Oh. oh no and those
3: blue lights got me. Uh-oh. Pulled me over and gave me a ticket. And the way it is, you have to go to court with this one. And uh oh.
1: did he walk up to you and say, Why'd you try that in a small town? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Did you have
0: wife and children in the the car? The whole
3: family was in the car. Oh, no. The whole family. Daddy, what did you do wrong? And it's like, I mean, it was definitely kind of a trap because. Mm -hmm. downhill. Yeah. Yeah. They know what they're doing there. They know where to get Mm -hmm. you for sure. Um, The kids, though, they're like, why are we pulling over? What's going on? I was like, oh, you know, we're going. The police are pulling us over. But they're on their tablets with headphones on. Yeah. (laughs) And like they were unfazed.
0: Really? The entire
3: time, the cops talking to me and whatever, you know, just they're in their own world.
0: Now, if they hadn't had their tablets in their headphones, wouldn't they like? when They're tender-hearted. Wouldn't they have started crying? Like, Maybe. Daddy, what yeah. did you
1: do? <laughs> the police officer is giving Daddy a card to let him know what a great driver. <laughs> <is>. mm-hmm. <Yep. laughs> That's what's happening. Kids. I was not happy. No, and when, when oh. do you have to go to court? In a couple months. Uh, yeah, you
3: know. So. What a bummer. That <laughs> happened
1: to me once too. Going downhill, I even had my cruise control on. Yeah, um, but going downhill. It'll even, it'll Speeds go a little out, yeah. bit. Yeah. And I had it set supposedly what a police officer told me. This is the maximum amount you can go mm-hmm. without getting, he said, uh, nine, you're fine and 10 you're mine. Yeah. Ooh, so I, had it set, I haven't had heard it, that rhyme. And had it set to nine miles an hour over, mm-hmm. right? But going downhill, it got up to. It got up to 10. 11 miles an hour. Over. Ah, you can't yeah. do that in a small no, town. and I told oh. him, I was like, dude, look, I, I even showed him. I said, look, it's still up on my dashboard, what my cruise is set for. Yeah. He's like, you are aware your cruise is set for nine miles an hour over the speed limit. I said, I know, but one of your friends told me that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he woke oh, me up, wrote yeah. me up a nice ticket. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> when
0: When your kids reach the age where you teach them how to drive, you're going to be so glad they were oblivious the other day.
1: Yes. <laughs> or maybe not. Or maybe you would have wanted them to know. Now, that's what happens when you, don't, when you break the rules. The police officer will let you know that.
0: Yeah. It is that time of year. So many kids going back to school. And how do you help your kids handle the nerves of that first day of school? We're going to talk about that next. Okay, so how do you help your kids through those jitters, those nerves associated with the first day of school? It can be tough. I mean, I can just like put myself in that moment of starting a brand new school in my freshman year of high school, and I I could barely swallow. I was so nervous, hmm. and uh, I had never met any of these people before, and I had been at the same school for
1: years. Been there. Um, I had a span of four years. I went to a new school. Uh, four years in a row. Oh,
0: it's so tough. <laughs>
1: every every day, every so
0: year. hard. Ah, you just get used. Maybe that's to why it. you're so outgoing. You
1: get used yeah. to being a new kid. I honestly, yeah, I made a decision. Like I'm going to be outgoing. Yeah, this is ridiculous. You.
0: That rocks. Well, a uh, friend of mine, we we coached girls on the run together. Ashley, um, she um, posted some pictures of her kids on their first day of school, and they're. It was a big year. They're they're heading into ninth and sixth grade. Her daughter and her son. And what's really neat is they had this little God wink in the morning and you can tell she because she posted a picture of it. They do a devotion that's, you know, designed for teens and tweens. And their theme was, I will never leave you. And it was all about how God would be with them all day long. And she encouraged her kids to smile at five people every day because you never know what one simple smile can do for someone. Mm. And she said, and remember when all these feelings rush in to touch your heart, no, Jesus will never leave you alone, my sweet babies. And it was that Joshua 1.5, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And, and I just thought that was so neat that she had a devotion like that with her kids right before the first day of school.
1: Damn, no kidding
0: there's more to the story of my friend Ashley who was sharing that devotional with her kids before the first day of ninth grade and her son going into sixth grade. I mean, it was so powerful. It said, you know, most of the misery in the world comes from feeling lonely and unloved. So when you're going through something tough at school, maybe you're bullied, repeat the promise to yourself. Nothing can separate me from your love, Jesus. You will never leave me. So they have this like oh moment in the morning before she sends the kids off to school. And then, the, that night, their first night after the first day, they sit down, her husband and her, with their son, who's in sixth grade, and they're like, what, what kind of goals do you want to set for yourself this upcoming, upcoming school year? And he says, to get a girlfriend. <laughs> so she put, Lord, help us. <laughs>